Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, welcome to worship at Pleasant Street Christian Forum Church. Uh, welcome to those of you who are visiting with us, who are guests today, um, who we haven't seen in a while. Um, welcome to those of you who are here with us every week, uh, in person or online as well. Um, when we gather for worship, it's good to remember some household housekeeping things like names. So let me go first. My name is Matthew. I'm the senior pastor here on behalf of all of us. So glad you could join us for worship today. And as we get started, there are a couple things I want to highlight for you that may be important as we're starting our worship. The first is that the bulletin that you received on your way in has the things that we're going to sing and say together in our worship, but also important notes about things happening in the life of our church. And I try to keep it to a few each week. This week, bear with me because there's a couple more because um, there's some important things coming up in the near future. So are you ready? Here we go. Right. Um, in terms of things coming up in the life of our church, we wanted to let you know we're starting a reading group exploring some questions of faith about Christianity and about Jesus. We're going to do that in April. There's a sign-up sheet where you walked in, in the connections corner, way back in the over corner there. Please do sign up if you're interested. If you want to know more, you're welcome to talk to me about it. We have the book for you. It's free. Please sign up now so we can get a copy to you, and then we'll be meeting on the four Wednesdays in April to go through some of the themes in that book. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it should be a good time. Please do join us for that. Um, the other thing is that next Sunday, right after church, we have a special congregational meeting happening to go over some of the plans that our leaders have been putting in place for the last several months. We need you there for that so that we can talk about some of these things with you, but also because we want to continue to invite all of us into some of these hopes and changes for the future of Pleasant Street. So please do join us for that meeting. In particular, we'll be talking about a new pastoral position that we've been thinking about and working on as leaders. So please come and join us there. Um, this week starts uh, our Lenten journey, and that begins with Ash Wednesday. And this year, we're going to start Ash Wednesday with some friends. So Wednesday night at 7 p.m., join us at Fairlawn Church up the hill. We're going to do a joint Ash Wednesday worship service at 7 p.m. We're almost there. The other thing is next Saturday, uh, it, we've had a young adults ministry that's been happening and doing some things over the year. One of their events is coming up next Saturday. They're going to the movies. Do you remember that? Do you remember movie theaters? I think they're still there. Uh, anyway, next Saturday, uh, the young adults are going to see a movie called Jesus Revolution. It's at 6.10 p.m. in Bellingham. They would like for any of you who are interested to come. So just come. Join us. Uh, it should be a good time. Um, and then finally, uh, you may have heard the news in town that our brothers and sisters over at United Presbyterian ran into some really hard news about their building, and they can't worship there right now. So we, we invited them to come and use our space. And so at 10.30, they'll be worshiping as a congregation right beneath your feet, right? Right as we're ending the service. So I don't know, maybe when you're walking out, just kind of tiptoe or, you know, tread, tread lightly, so to speak. But we're very glad uh, to have the building and to have the space over the next couple of Sundays to be able to make room for them and invite them over. And if you happen to see them, don't forget to say hi. 
Speaking of saying hi, last thing, I want to introduce you to a guest and a friend today who is with us, uh, Reverend Larry Spalink, uh, who is a missionary in Japan uh, with his wife, Ruth, and they have been partners of ours here at Pleasant Street for many, many years, many years, and uh, we had a wonderful breakfast yesterday with him and his family, and he is here with us to help uh, bring the word to us this morning. So welcome, Larry. We're very glad to have you with us. And welcome to all of you. Friends, would you rise in body or in spirit, and let's begin our worship together. Please join us for this call to worship. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is his all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surround him. Strength and beauty fill his sanctuary. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. Tell all the nations, the Lord reigns. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout with his grace.
praise forever to the King of Kings. But if we look at our lives this week, did we always give him the praise that he was due? There were probably many times when we didn't praise him, when we lifted ourselves up over him. We need to come before him now in confession and confess those sins. Will you join me in a prayer of confession? Sovereign Lord, you have anointed us with your spirit, yet we have not shared your great gift. Create in us a new heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within us. We have not proclaimed your good news to the poor. We have not bound up the brokenhearted. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within us. We have not proclaimed your freedom to the captives. We have not comforted those who mourn. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit Forgive us for closing our eyes to the needs of others. Forgive us for limiting your abundance. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within us. Open our minds, Lord. Open our hearts, Lord. Open our hands, Lord. Open our lips, Lord. Give us a willing spirit. Show your love to your world. Please continue in silent confession. Hear these words of assurance from Ezekiel 36. The Lord says, I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees. You will be my people, and I will be your God. Friends in Christ, by the power of the Spirit, we are united with Christ and given a new spirit. Live in the joy and peace of that assurance. Please rise now and join us in singing Spirit of the Living God.
you may be seated. Deacons, will you please come forward for the morning offering? Let's pray. Almighty God, Abba Father, everything we have is yours. Help us now to give thankfully and joyfully a portion back to you and use these gifts and us to grow your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. As the offering is taken, we're going to watch a video of um, Larry Spalling's work in Japan. We are Larry and Ruth Spalink, serving in Japan with Resonate Global Mission since 1981. A high-tech Japan. Check out the Seagull, the latest in bullet train technology. Or witness the record-smashing career of Hakuho, the greatest sumo wrestler of all time. Enjoy a cup of hot cocoa and a Hello Kitty cup at a cafe overlooking Tokyo Bay. On New Year's morning, we meet a couple dressed in kimonos. They and crowds of people will wait in long lines to offer their prayers and buy charms for good luck in the year ahead. Most shrines are dedicated to man-made gods or ancestors. Heard of the Kuming Circle? Within that circle live more than half the world's population, including Japan, about 4 billion people. The yellow figures indicate the Christian population. Less than 8% of the people who live in the Kunmin Circle know Jesus. In Japan, the number is fewer than 1%. This was a compelling challenge that led me and Ruth to follow God's call to serve him in Japan. We arrived in Tokyo with our four-month-old son, Benjamin, back in 1981. I work in evangelism and planting new churches in a close partnership with the Reformed Church in Japan. One group I work with is the Kamifukuoka Church, a visionary congregation that wanted to up their game. They asked me to help give the activities of the church a more intentional mission flavor. They always advertise my services. The day starts with Sunday school, special time for children. I work to challenge young people to serve Christ's kingdom. The real focus for me though is preaching, always pointing folks to the way of salvation and challenging them to follow Jesus. Attendance may be 115 or more, a great crowd in a country where the average size of a congregation is less than 40. I have some fans among the Sunday school children who sometimes bring me artwork they made as I preached. This one says, I really like you, Spelling Sensei. You are so cute. What can I say? COVID interfered with things, of course. Many folks got used to gathering online using Zoom. I record messages for live stream meetings. My recordings get used in several places, including churches that have no pastors. Our first YouTube broadcast had more than 350 visitors, more than triple the number we had during live worship. Like in the USA, many of our events have gone more and more to virtual or hybrid gatherings. Amazingly, we have had more first timers and seekers than ever showing up who had found us on the internet, and some of these have been getting baptized. 
The focus of my work is not only to teach the way of salvation to those who don't know Jesus, but also to help churches do so more effectively. Another congregation where I do this is Kawagoe Reformed Church, where I also serve monthly. They were really delighted with their first baptism in several years on Easter Sunday, 2022. Japan is subject to many natural disasters. A very severe earthquake hit in early March 2022. People were traumatized again, but we offer them a place of comfort and refuge. We support a ministry called Water for Fukushima that serves the area contaminated by the Fukushima reactor meltdowns. We were also hit by some very powerful typhoons. One of these sent floodwaters over levees all over the country, and it devastated the facilities of the King's Garden, a Christian home for the elderly we are involved with. Recently, we attended a ribbon-cutting ceremony for the newly rebuilt facilities. Japan is an aging society. That's true for the churches, too. Pastors retire, but many are still active well into their 70s. So it's a real delight when new seminary graduates like Mr. Ito launch enthusiastically into ministry. Ordination of new ministers is a very special occasion. Meanwhile, I have more opportunities than I can possibly respond to for speaking at retreats and preaching sermons. We're extremely grateful for your support for us as we carry on, especially through your financial partnership, but also through your prayers for us and for the nation of Japan. God answered your prayers for new missionaries, and the Werner family is now in Tokyo getting into language study and making great progress. God is faithful. He doesn't forget his promises. With your partnership, I will continue my preaching and consulting work with our partners, the Reformed Church in Japan. There's still a lot of work to do in this resistant place. God is blessing our work and we know he will also bless you, our partners in mission, as you join with us to present Jesus as the only Savior. We're Larry and Ruth Spalink, serving with Resonate Global Mission. Church family, would you rise? Our Lord Jesus came to be among us and bring his peace and has gifted that to us through the Holy Spirit, which gives us the opportunity to say to each other, the peace of Christ is with you. Let's take an opportunity to greet those around you, pass the peace of Christ, Turn around if you'd like. We still have folks worshiping online and greet them as well. Would all the kids, street kids, age four through second grade, please come forward for your blessing?
people of God, what is our prayer? Go in peace to love and serve Jesus. Our scripture this morning comes to us from Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Thanks so much for the opportunity to be in the pulpit this, this week. And uh, just want to warn those of you who don't know, I'm going to be leaving just before the service ends here to go and preach over at Fairlawn. So it's a, a doubleheader morning, as Matthew said. Um, Ruth and I have certainly grown to love Japan. Uh, we've been there for 43 years, raised our family. Uh, our children sometimes say to us, our childhood was idyllic. Oh boy, do we love to hear that. Uh, but it's a beautiful country. Recent satellite studies have changed the number of islands. They used to say over 3,000 islands. Now it's over 4,000. And some of those are brand new volcanic islands. But uh, the natural beauty is stunning. But there are things about Japanese society and culture that we also uh, deeply admire and wish we had more of that here. 
the, the graciousness of the Japanese people, uh, the diligence of uh, Japanese people in, in, their, in their work, in sports, for example. Uh, you know the name Shohei Otani, the guy who broke Babe Ruth's records last year? Uh, Otani, to me, uh, kind of typifies some of the things we love about Japanese culture, the, the, the wanting to get it right and working at it and working at it and working at it and honing your skills until you're as close to perfect as you can possibly get. And that's who Otani is. But at the same time, he's a very modest person. Very modest person. Interesting and very attractive combination. He's good looking too, that doesn't hurt. But, you know, at the same time, there are things about Japanese society that deeply disturb us. And I talked a little bit about that yesterday, about the ancestor veneration, the bondage to the uh, ancestor veneration that many Japanese are, are caught up in, the worship of uh, natural phenomena like Mount Fuji is a holy mountain and is the object of prayers. The Amaterasu Omikami is the sun goddess. So you climb Fuji and you go banzai when the sun comes up and you're declaring uh, your wish for uh, a blessing on the sun goddess and receiving blessing from the sun goddess. Uh, worship of any conceivable thing except, unfortunately, the one true God. A tremendous resistance to that among the Japanese people. Uh, and at the same time, there's a, a pretty thick mixture of secularism and materialism. Some of these are paradoxical combinations, but it's there. And it makes Japanese, Japan a very, very difficult place uh, to do mission work. Not fruitless, not at all. And yet it's a struggle. Uh, Steve read from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians before, and it's a remarkable letter. Uh, we know chapter one as the predestination chapter. It tells us about the great sovereign God who had a plan that he implemented starting with creation, but the plan was made before he began. And that plan includes the inclusion of God's people, uh, you and I, in his kingdom that's coming. Uh, chapter two, I like to call the Reformation chapter because Paul very clearly lays out the way of salvation. But the famous verses that say, uh, by grace you have been saved through faith. And that faith is not of itself. It's God's gift to you. Nothing of this depends on our work so that no one can boast. Here, in the nutshell, is the gospel that we believe and that we proclaim. Uh, at the same time, at the beginning of chapter 2, that, that Reformation chapter, Paul speaks about being dead in trespasses and sins. Paul speaks about uh, the powers of the air that somehow we were enslaved to before the Spirit opened our hearts and changed our lives. And there's a warfare that's going on, and the fulfillment of God's great plan for his creation is not automatic. It's a struggle. It's a, it's a warfare, and it's a difficult one, a uh, very difficult one. And that is explicit in chapter 6, in verse 12 that we, we just looked at. Let me read that verse again. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now that is a battle. 
The, the question that I want to ask, to raise, and to answer today, and what I want you all to take home, uh, if you fall asleep during the rest of the sermon, that's fine, but this is the point that I want us to get. Where does the power come from to fight that good fight? My answer is this. Power in life, ministry, and mission is not something that comes inside of us. It doesn't come from there. It's the result of God's Spirit working in and through us. And that Spirit, which is the key to our success in this warfare, is given to those who pray. That's it. In a nutshell, what I want to say to you today. Power. Powerful. Anybody use Bible Gateway software? Logos or whatever? You do a word search in the Bible, plug in the word power and hit search, and you get 335 hits in the NIV. 335 times. Very important word in Scripture. A power of God that we see in his activity of creation by the mere speaking of his word, bringing into existence from nothing all that we know, all that we see, and many things that we don't see as well. That same power that upholds all things, as the word says, that we say providence, God provides, God sustains by that same power. Power that God gives to his people. For example, empowering Moses to stand up against the king of Egypt and lead the people of Israel out of their slavery. Power given to Joshua, having crossed the Jordan River and surrounding the city of Jericho. The walls come crashing down, not because they were skilled military people who built ramparts and tore that down by their own strength. It came down by the power of the Spirit of God when they shouted as the Lord had commanded and relied on him. The power given to Samson, to stand up against the Philippians. Power given to David to stand up to the nine-foot giant Goliath. Uh, we, we hear it over and over. So many examples uh, in the Old Testament. I want to come back to some of those later on. But all examples of the power God gives to his people to accomplish his purposes and move his plans forward. Uh, everything from crossing the Red Sea on dry ground to the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. Going to the New Testament, and it's very interesting the way the Spirit goes ahead of us. And as you designed your order of worship this morning, and the prayer of confession used the words from Isaiah 61. Did you recognize that? That passage that uh, Jesus reads when he goes to the synagogue in his hometown of Nazareth, and they hand him the scroll, and it didn't have those chapter and verse numbers like our Bibles do, but Jesus know where to look. And he unrolled that scroll and he read those words of, Psalm, of Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do this, 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 and this. All the things that we said before to give hope and freedom and healing and all the things that the Old Testament had predicted that Messiah would do. All through the empowerment of the anointing of God's Spirit. This is what Jesus relied on. And so we see him going about his ministry, expelling the demons that were terrorizing and tormenting his children, healing every kind of sickness, restoring the lame, raising from the dead, 
the child of Jairus, the son of the widow of Nain, and his friend Lazarus. Speaking a word. Silence. To stop the storm on the Sea of Galilee. Teaching with authority, not like their scribes and teachers that they were accustomed to. And it says in Luke chapter 9, Jesus from time to time sends his disciples out on mission trips. And it says in that, uh, chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So Jesus is empowering them, taking from what was his and giving it to them so that they can go out and multiply what he has been doing as they go out and preach the good news of the kingdom. Now Jesus promises special power to his disciples. Power from on high, he says in one place. John the Baptist says, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And Jesus says that this is coming. Wait for it, he said. Don't leave Jerusalem until what has been promised has been poured out on you. Wait for it. And we know the fulfillment of that promise came in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. Jesus says to his disciples, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The power of the Holy Spirit will be given to you. He has already explained to his disciples on the, the night before he was crucified what the Holy Spirit will do, and especially in John chapters 14 through 16. And the, the key thing for me there is he will help you to recall and remember all the things that I have spoken to you. He will make the word dwell in your heart, write it on your hearts. He will give you the words to speak if you're arrested and persecuted and dragged out before judges and kings. Don't worry about what you'll say, Jesus. When that moment comes, you will be given the words to speak. And it's through the work of the Holy Spirit in those disciples. Um, how is it different? from the empowerment of God's people in the Old Testament. Well, fundamentally, it's the same thing. Fundamentally, it's the same. Boldness, joy, special guidance and gifts, zeal to fulfill his commands, tell of his love, signs and wonders. But now we are at a new stage in the coming of God's kingdom. And as the prophets have predicted, the Spirit is poured out far more abundantly Sons and daughters, old and young, as the prophet Joel says, far more abundantly in this new stage. And exciting to see the word spirit works in and through the disciples. It's clear that it's not coming from them. It's coming from the spirit of God who is in them. Oh, we're considering some of the words that Paul wrote this morning, but in First. Corinthians 15, we call that the resurrection chapter. Uh, Paul has begun by saying, these are the most important things that I wanted to teach you, and uh, as an apostle, I'm, I'm ashamed, I'm the least of the apostles, don't even deserve to be called an apostle. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 9, but by the grace of God, the gift of God, I am what I am, and his, his gift, his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, it's not me, 
says Paul, not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And he, he says very similar things in a couple of his letters. Uh, we can read if we, if we look for them. It's not me. Title of my message this morning, it's not me. It's not me either, folks, I'll tell you. But it's the power of God working in Paul. Today's main point, how can we also experience God's powerful work? How can we be successful in the great warfare and see the kingdom come with power? We in Japan certainly want to know the answer to that question, but don't all of you want to know the answer to that question too? Is there something we can do? And I answer boldly, yes, there is. There is something that you can do. Go back to the Old Testament. Uh, if you have devotions around the dinner table with your families, here's a passage for you to read. Second uh, Chronicles 20, the story of King Jehoshaphat of, of Judah has received a report that three of the nations to the south have banded together and they've mounted an invasion coming towards Jerusalem from the south. They, uh, Jehoshaphat is completely outmanned and outgunned and feels completely helpless when he hears this, this tale. What's going to happen to us? We're going to be destroyed. They're going to swallow us up. And what does he do? He gathers the people for prayer. He calls a prayer meeting. And as they're praying, a prophet stands up. And the prophet says, no worries. This is a very famous phrase that comes out of this passage. The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the, sword, to the Lord. You won't have to live a finger. The Lord will fight for you. And so the next day, Jehoshaphat calls everyone together and he assembles his troops and he, he puts his, his elite uh, Green Berets at the front line. No, that's not what he does at all. He sends out the people marching towards the enemy that is approaching and know who's standing all the way on the front lines? The praise team. And they're singing, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And they get to where the clash was supposed to take place and they discover that the invading enemy, they've destroyed one another. There's nothing left. There's no one left to fight. And it takes them three days to gather up the spoils. Tremendous victory fought by the Spirit of God on behalf of God's people. Incredible story. Read it with your kids. Read it over and over again. Let it be emblazoned in their hearts. Okay, there's lots of examples like this, and uh, time is going to limit me here, but look at Daniel chapter 2, the chapter where Nebuchadnezzar's had a dream, and he calls all the wise men of the kingdom together, including Daniel, and he says, okay, here's what I want. Tell me what my dream was and tell me what it means. And they go, king, we can't do that. Nobody can do that. That's ridiculous. Daniel asks for more time, and he goes back to his well-known three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he tells them what Nebuchadnezzar said, and they fall on their knees and plead for God's mercy. And it says, during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel. Daniel goes back to Nebuchadnezzar and says, I know what you dreamed, and I know what it means. He says, wow, you're really something. Daniel says, it's not me. But there is a God who reveals mysteries in answer to the prayers of God's people. You see it in the book of Esther. 
this evil Haman has a plot to destroy the Jews. And Esther, a Jewish woman, has become the consort of the king. But nobody knows that she's Jewish. And Haman, this evil fellow, hates Esther's uncle Mordecai and determines a plan to destroy the Jewish nation. And Mordecai goes to his niece, Queen Esther, and says, look, this is your time to come out and defend your people. Go to the king and put a stop to this. And Esther says, I can't do that. It's against the law for me to do that. I'll be destroyed if I go before the king without his invitation. And Mordecai says, well, you'll be destroyed either way. And Esther responds, assemble all the Jewish people in Susa and have them fast for me, and my maidens will do the same. And after three days, I'll go to the king. And if I perish, I perish. And I won't give you the spoiler. Read this one with your kids to read the whole book from start to finish. It's not that long. But the same thing is happening. God answers the prayers of his people. God empowers his people through his gift of the Spirit to his people. See it again and again, okay? Go to the book of Zechariah, chapter 4. It talks about this ragtag group of Jews that have come back from the exile, and they're charged with rebuilding the temple, and their, their leader is this fellow named Zerubbabel, and he feels completely helpless and not up to the task. And the prophet says to him, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Don't despise the day of small things and small beginnings. Zerubbabel has laid the foundation of the temple, and by my spirit, he will finish it. So you get the idea. This is happening over and over throughout God's word. And then we're looking into the New Testament, and we see Acts chapter 2. Jesus has promised that they will be empowered by his spirit and they're waiting for it. They're in that, that famous upper room in Jerusalem. And what are they doing? They're praying. And while they're having their prayer meeting, the spirit falls on them. And suddenly they are speaking languages that they never knew before to all the people under heaven that have assembled in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost. And they're filled with joy and they're filled with boldness to confront those who had crucified Jesus, but he rose from the dead and offers forgiveness of sins to all who put their faith in him. And he offers that forgiveness to us today too. We read on, go to chapter four, and Peter and John have been arrested. And they've spent the night in jail and they've been strictly, severely warned, stop this nonsense about preaching Jesus. And they go back to their people, and there they are in that upper room again. And they give a report about what's happened and how intimidated they were and threatened that they were. And they all fall down on their knees, and they're praying again. And what happens? You know the story? Pentecost number two. And there they go again, boldly and joyfully, preaching the good news of salvation. It's a pattern, okay? I've been talking about Ephesians. You may not have recognized it, but Ephesians chapter 6, this interesting chapter about the armor of God, we see clearly Paul saying that the key to his effectiveness, he already said this in Corinthians, he says it in Colossians, he says it here, pray for me. Verses 18, 16 through 18, Ephesians chapter 6. 
In the NIV, there's a verb that appears four times in that small section. There's a noun that appears a couple of times. And the verb is, four-letter word, folks, pray. With all kinds of prayers and supplications, he says, pray for me. I need this. Pray for me so that the words will be given to me to speak to make God's glory known and the salvation of Christ known as I should. Four times, pray. It's not me, says Paul. It's not all my education. It's not my work ethic that won't quit. These are good things too, of course. But it's God's spirit given in response to the prayers of God's people. That's the key. Without that, Professor Paul is standing alongside giving his approval to the stoning of Stephen. With that, he's out turning the world upside down and planting churches all over the place. God's kingdom moves ahead. Satan is in retreat. Those who were dead in trespasses and sins are made alive. In answer to your prayers, we can also praise the Lord for success in our service. Small things, maybe progress. I wish we had more time. I could give you lots of specifics, but I'll give you just a few at the end. Go back in Ephesians to chapter 5, and Paul says, be filled with the Spirit, and it's a command. How? He tells us. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and these are all prayers. Singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord and giving thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. It's all about prayer. It's all about prayer. New strength and eagle's wings are promised to those who wait on the Lord. So, so I ask you this. No, one more. Luke chapter 11, Jesus says, ask and you'll receive. And he gives this little illustration about the fellow that is inconveniencing a friend because somebody's come in the middle of the night, he has no food to give him. And finally, because the guy is relentless, he gives him what he wants. And Jesus says, you know, you people are evil, but you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more then will the Lord give his spirit to those who ask him. Power in life, ministry, and mission is not inside of us. It's not something that's inside of us. It comes from the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is given as the Scriptures testify over and over and over again to those who pray. He has done it. He will do it again and again and again. Are you ready for it? You prayed, God answered. You saw the picture of the Werner family uh, sharing a duplex with Ruth and me, uh, getting into language. We've been praying for new missionaries for three or four years. We've been recruiting, and there they are. And keep praying because we want more of that. Sustained in ministry through challenging times, and I know you've had challenges here too. Uh, COVID is really forced us to go outside the four walls of the church. Even this morning, we have folks joining us on internet. And we're reaching far more people than we ever thought possible. Because of COVID. 
that little invisible virus is no match for the invisible Spirit of God. God is working. Don't let your eyes glaze over, but listen to this. Toyowake, Tokorozawa, Numazu, Hitachinaka, Misato, Atsugi, Tanashi, Higashi Kawaguchi, Choshi, Nerimaku. These are all the names of cities where Ruth and I have worked for the establishment of new churches during our time in Japan. There are more. That's not the complete list. Some of these churches are very small. Some of them are struggling. But they have a foothold for the kingdom of God in these communities because you prayed, because we waited on God, his power, wisdom from him, and diligence and and the energy to do this. COVID, I, I work with two target groups of 12 churches each. And I, I wondered, well, what has COVID done? How has it affected the effectiveness of your ministry? So I sent out an email questionnaire, very simple question. How many new members did you add during the last 12 months? Fiscal 2021, which ended on June 30, 2021. And the emails came back one by one. And by the time they were done, the answer was 34. I said, how can that be? When we plant a new church, if we have 25 members, they're out of the nest. We had more than a new church's worth of new members that one year. So I did it again, fiscal 22, which ended last June. And the answer came back again, 37. I can't wait to do the survey this year. God is at work, folks. We want more of that, but it's not me, and it's not within us. Relying on the Spirit of God, holding one another up in prayer, God will do it. We believe that with all of our hearts, and thank you for being partners with us and seeing it happen with us. Praise God. Amen. Let's pray just briefly together. Thank you, Lord, that you do send your spirit. You have a plan and you're carrying it out and you use the likes of us to do it. Oh, Paul needed it. How much more do we? So we pray for your spirit to come mightily on your church. Inspire us. Free us from our fears. Give us joy and boldness in the spirit to speak the good news to those who don't know it to encourage those who are wandering to come home as lost sheep and be rejoiced over by the angels of heaven. Thank you that we can meditate on these words of yours this morning, given to us through your servant, Paul. Bless us as we continue to meditate on them and keep them in our hearts as we go about serving you wherever you have called us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Echo Age students, grades three through five, come forward for a blessing. People of God, what is our prayer? Go in peace to love and serve Jesus. Now if our praise team will come forward, you can rise and join us in singing Holy Spirit.
living breath of God.
Is that on? There we go. Good morning, everyone. My name is Eric Wieringa, and I'm an elder here to, at Pleasant Street, and it's my privilege to pray for us today. Uh, we're going to wait one second as uh, Pastor Matthew has a special announcement. That was a long walk. Um, friends, you may have noticed that today, um, my friend here, Eric, one of our elders, uh, had, a, uh, had to wait a minute to do the congregational prayer. We arranged a couple of elements in the service to make room for Larry, uh, who we'll remember in prayer as well. But this also gives us an opportunity to do something uh, that is appropriate as well, which is to recognize and honor one of us as a church member who has served uh, well and faithfully in a role for a number of years. And so we want to highlight Flo for a moment. And you, you don't have to stand if you don't want. We'll just, well, there we go. Yep. <laughs> we, <clears throat> there are many people in our congregation who serve quietly in many different capacities. And we see that and we want us to recognize that too. And so we want to honor Flo today who has served as a funeral coordinator for about the last 10 years for us as a church. And it's time to, to set that in other people's capable hands as well. Um, Elaine and Gordon will be taking that over as well. And so we're grateful for you guys as well, but also want to take a moment to honor and thank you. So without further ado, we will remember you in the prayer. And I'm going to bring this to you and let Eric take it from there. I'm going to mention a couple other things today that us. Uh, uh, Spalinks mentioned to us, I would uh, like to keep in prayer for them. So would you pray for me, with me? Father God, we come to you this morning, humbled by your love for us, and strengthened in the knowledge that you know all, see all, and are in all, that you are in control, even when it seems to us that things are out of control. When the world around us crashes and rages, Help us to cling to you and be uplifted by your spirit and by your disciples around us that encourage and lean in when we struggle. Father, we thank you for our missionaries locally and globally and the work that they do to bring your word to those that have not yet heard the good news. Help us to be your missionaries where we are planted. Father, we thank you for the Spalinks and their work in Japan. It's so good to hear of the many coming to Christ because of the work that they and their colleagues are doing there. Lord, we pray for generous support as they face their budgeting process for the next fiscal year. Touch our hearts in a special way to help in supporting the financial needs of this ministry. Lord, we also pray for travel safety for the Spalinks and other missionaries as they tra travel locally and internationally. In particular, please provide your traveling mercies for Winnie Langelar as she leaves for home after a diagnosis of metastasized melanoma. Bring her home to her family and surround her with your love as she finishes the work you set out for her to do. Father, we pray for those in our own community that are struggling with health challenges, depression, loneliness, financial and food insecurities. We pray for the Groot family and the passing of Wendy's dad, Elliot. Pray for Cindy H. and Rick L. Hank and Bevy, Carol L., and Richard M., and the many others that call Pleasant Street their church home. 
Lord, we lift up the medical teams caring for treatment plans. Lord, we guide them as you are the great physician. We thank you for a community here that can walk alongside and care for those in need. Thank you for all the work that Flo has done over the years to do that. Lord, help us to do this well. God, we pray for other churches in the Blackstone Valley as we all seek to spread your word. We pray for the United Presbyterian Church as they discern how to move forward with the building that is showing its age and is unsafe. Lord, guide their leadership and provide for their needs to keep their ministry vibrant. Finally, Lord, we're so grateful for the youth ministry and the leaders that are growing here at Pleasant Street. We pray for the leaders, Lord, that you give them the words to speak and the love to share as they walk with these young men and women. For you tell us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Lord, when we welcome baptized members into this church, this is the promise we make. Help us to keep that promise. Be with the youth and leaders this weekend at Berea as they spend time with each other, with you, Lord, and with other youth groups and studying your word, hearing from speakers and spending time together in a beautiful part of your creation. May it be a time of wondering, learning, and encouraging as they hear to be a follower of Christ. Lord, be with us now and the rest of this day and this week. We thank you for your word we've heard this morning and the work of the Spallings and their missionaries around the globe. Send us with your spirit, and may we touch the lives and hearts of those we interact with as you've equipped us to do. In your name we pray this. Amen. Friends, would you rise in body and spirit for that spirit that uh, Larry, uh, Reverend Spalink, was telling us about is the spirit that God has bestowed upon you. So I'd invite you to lift your eyes, open your hands, and receive it. Friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Amen. Let's go singing. And as a reminder, we will not have a sermon discussion today. Please enjoy the fellowship.
grace and have a blessed week. <laughs>